Right, welcome to this uh, latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast, and uh, we've got a we've got a fun packed episode this evening. Uh, we've got a special guest in the studio, Ian Wadsworth. How are you doing, Ian? I'm very well, thanks. Not sure I'm very special, but uh, thanks for that. <laughs> well, well, you've got a title, haven't you? SLO. Is the S for special? Supporter. Also, if you want to say oh, right. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, Ian's come along uh, this evening. Uh, Ian is one of the LASICs, one of the two LASICs SLOs, which are the supporter liaison officers. That's right, yeah. And he's come along and he's going to join in with the podcast and he's also uh, going to tell us a little bit about himself and his role within, within, the, uh, within the club. I think we'll start, I was going to start with the Blackburn review but I think we'll start with you while we're on. Why not? Get it over with yeah? Get it over with yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Right well tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah well I've been following Wigan now for quite a while. It's a bit of a strong history because my, my granddad uh, went back in the 40s I suppose. My uncle so it's, it's a family tradition. I go with my young son. been going for years now we're in the south stand and when the vacancy I think the vacancy came around in about September 13. The SLO initiative is a UEFA backed initiative. Um, every club from the 12 13 season had to have an SLO, every club in Europe, apart from the non leagues. Um, a lady called Kim Healy at Wigan, she was the, the, the first SLO, but then Wigan decided they wanted to open it up to, to two fans to do it, which I think is a, a much better idea. I think it gives it the role, role a bit more credibility. Um, so we've been doing it since, I'd say, November 13, myself and Jason Taylor, who's on the supporters club um, I'd say it's quite an evolving role and it's not really taken off yet and I'm sure that the majority of the fans listening to this don't know what an SLO is and don't know what we do So what is an SLO then? Yeah, what exactly does it the easiest way what do you, do you do? have an office <laughs> job? Do you have an office job as an officer? We don't, we don't work for Wigan we're, we're volunteers we don't, okay. we're not employed by Wigan at all we're basically two fans and the, the easiest way I can think of describing it, it's kind of a bridge between the club and the fans to make sure the two are constantly communicating. That's why we do the, the fab meetings. That I know you've been to Barry and, and yourself, Dan, as yes. well. Uh, that's one of the initiatives that we've, that we've started to run. And like I said, it's basically, if there's a problem, if any fans have got a problem on a match day, anything else, any ideas, throw them over to me and Jason. We'll meet with the club. And it's better than... The, the club's got one voice to listen to rather than, I don't know, 30 fans all emailing about, well, you know, the pies are this and, you know, yeah. being well, that. eight people on a podcast every week. Yeah. <laughs> so you should say that, Ian, about, about uh, questions, because Catherine Hodgson has actually, uh, when I, we noticed last week that was coming in, she's uh, emailed in and, and she's got a question for you. Okay. She wants to know if uh, um, e-cigarettes... Uh, are they allowed to be used? I know you probably won't be able to give us a definitive answer here and now, but... I know a man who can probably, though. Yeah. So, e-cigarettes, can they be used in the stadium, on the concourse, or in the stands, or not? Uh, she says that she's not personally affected by them, but she knows a few people who are. So, just wondered... It's not something I've ever come across, and I don't know if anyone around here has well, ever seen anyone. There's somebody that's yeah. near us that uses one. Um, doesn't appear to cause any impact I think it's been used regularly enough that there's absolutely no way the stewards are ignorant of it so from that my conclusion would be that at at this point in time there isn't really any objection 
Well, in some establishments they're banned, aren't they? Yeah. And others, so, yeah. they're, they're permitted. So yeah. I'll certainly find out. If you've got a contact details, I'll make sure we. We right, okay. Um, I can confirm you can't use them at Chelsea because they asked me to pull out the stop using them. Are you sure it's at Wigan then? No, I don't have one now. I'm back on the Oh, right, ones. okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it just lights up, it lights up a bottle, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just sit there, have a cigar, have a shower. That's the kind of thing we want for, for fans to kind of approach us and hopefully yeah. the role will, will take off a bit more. I think both myself and Jason, as the SLOs and the club, guilty of not pushing it as far as we could have done yeah uh, but hopefully with the fab meetings and we'll probably get a few more initiatives set up we, we can move it on a little bit more yeah no, obviously I, I think, I, I think if you push out the presence of a point of contact and a, a method for contacting I, I, I think that would almost invite comments from supporters I, I mean the, I must admit there's been times when I've walked out the ground I wonder if whatever it would be on that particular day and if there was a, a well known route for asking questions mm. and things like that I, I, you'd be more inclined to use it and I think what, what it is is I've walked away wondering something and then forgotten about forgotten it because about I don't it, know yeah. how to well, we're, how we're to on the it. website on the, on, the, on the Wigan website we're under the fans section so uh, contact details yeah. are on there and I think you know the best people who know about the club are the fans because we're there week in week out we see what's right can we see what's wrong? And well? also, because recently I, I contacted the club and uh, I might have dropped an almighty bollock actually because I, I contacted them with, with a bit of a rant and I contacted a specific person who had a, a rant back. Now, I suppose, as you've been in, uh, like a, a go-between, it had softened that, wouldn't it? And it, it perhaps that... Little bit of compensation wouldn't have occurred if yeah. you'd gone through yourself yeah. or, or through the and, other and I think, you know, SLO. That, you know, that's what we are. You know, you ran to us and that's fine, but we might be able to, to calm it down and put it across to the club in a less ranty manner. Yeah, well, I didn't think I were <laughs> ranting, but when I reread my email, I was, <laughs> you know, after I got the reply, obviously. You shouldn't have shouted it into a pillow, Barry. That's what I do. Oh, well, we about that, Daniel. This is a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you're a lifelong athletics supporter. Mm, yeah. You're now a liaison yeah. officer between uh, the supporters and the club. You've set up this fantastic little group, what's called FAB, because it's fantastic. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the, the, uh, ourselves and the club. Right. It's the SLOs who are responsible for picking who's going to go, and we try and, as you know, we try and get a, a good mix oh, of people. Oh, you should said that because some people have already been complaining to me that they've not been picked. No, no, well, everyone's going to get the turn, but <laughs> we're going to have to just. There's a lot of people applied, so we're going to have to kind of take it in turns. But it's not just the people who turn up every week. Anyone who's got a question, who wants to raise it, who's got an issue, drop us an email and we'll, and we'll get it brought up. Are you allowed to say how many people applied to be on the FAB board? Um, I think we had overall about 130, 140, mm -hmm. and there's still people kind of putting the names forward now. Is it an FAB board or is it an FAB? Dan? It's an FAB. Yeah, yeah tautology, right. isn't it? Sorry. Okay, I thought I'd better get that right. I think next, well, the next one we're going to be looking at uh, stadium stewarding, the concourse, the catering, which is a big one. Right. That was a controversial one. So, so, so if, if we just run those down again, if anybody's got any any questions they'd like to ask, they could, uh, yeah, you could yeah. email yourself, couldn't they? Anyone's got any problems so, with the stewarding? So the stewarding. Uh, the stewarding. I think the catering's a huge one. Okay. Is that the pies and the, uh, the queues as well? 
Right. That's a massive one. Yeah, I I, I, well, the shoes are massive one. When, you mentioned, <laughs> when you mentioned catering there, <laughs> I thought, oh, I've got one for you. Um, some form of segregation in the in, in the first, you know, you know like if you had um, crowd control barriers, hmm. maybe two crowd control barriers coming out from the thing, because they form three queues, don't they? So you would then control three queues coming out, because it's a bit haphazard sometimes. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but I, I don't know whether you could do that. Was away games, and I, I went to Birmingham, and you, you see all the pints, and they're all pre-poured. Yeah, so um, get a pint. yeah, I mean, the operation's behind them. You go things. to United, and it's plastic bottles. So you just go and get a bottle. And, and to be fair, there are no plenty of people you bought and say, I'm not having that because it's already bought. So you get... Yeah, you, know, you do you have to please everybody. It is, it is. Right, so we've got the shooting, the catering. Uh, yeah, uh, general, anything about the stadium, any problems they've got. Housekeeping wise. Yeah, but we don't keep it to that. And if anyone's got anything else they want to raise. A burning issue, for example. Yeah, yeah. or any cigarettes. Anything what would, make it, <laughs> oh, 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 what would make it better. Yeah. Um, the whole well, I would eat tea. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Not much we can do about that <laughs> at the moment, but. Yeah. Right, so would the email yourself? Yeah, it's uh, ian at wiganathleticslo.co.uk. So that's. But it's on the, web, it's on the website. So ian at wiganathleticslo.co.uk, yeah. and it's yeah. also. Yeah, uh, it's got the website under the fan section. That's where it is. We'll about. stick it in the description, won't we? Oh, we'll put it in the description as well. Um, so this evening you'll be joining in with the podcast, Ooh. as we've said. Um, we'll try and steer you clear of any controversial stuff. No, I do know to, people from the club do listen to this. Yeah, so. but we're not. We don't. You know, that's why. Are you a lawyer in opinion? Yeah, I, I've played this with Jonathan. <laughs> I'm not. So I'm not. Fine. I've spoken with Jonathan, yeah. and he's happy. Mm. That's the thing about the SLOs because we're we're fans. We don't. I think it's it's better than having a club employee there because yeah, they're going to have yeah. a viewpoint. Well, you know. Well, they'll also have an agenda, won't they? Which hopefully mm. you know mm. you would just want. Well, to have. No, we're not on the we're not on the fan side, or we're not on the club side. Yeah. But, we're in the middle, really. Yeah. Is that the first to be? Know, yeah. You're the Nick Clegg. Right. <laughs> You're the pillow. <laughs> Don't go to that pillow again. Down, down that pillow. <laughs> right, anyway. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Ian. And, uh, that was very, yeah, very insightful. Mm. And, uh, interesting. Okay. okay. And when's the next meeting? Next week? No, we've got the next one on the 17th of Feb. So, myself oh, and right. Jason will yeah. go through. So, you're going to shuffle the pack from the people yeah. who went to the last yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. Is there going to be some continuity with one or two still going back? Or? What we do is we have um, uh, we have someone from the supporters club and a couple of the fanzines there because they're representing what hundreds, thousands of people who, who unless you're all vital and it's millions. Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're the big player, so you know the face of Wigan. Hey, I've lost a bit of weight. What are you on about? <laughs> Seen it all over Facebook, I know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we try and keep a couple of constants there, just so then they can go and report back to whoever follows them on Facebook or. or you know, in the supporters club. So, but we, we will try and mix it up just to get everyone gets an, an opinion. Then, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Right, well, let's let's get cracking with the podcast for this evening. Gareth, we uh, entertain Blackburn on Saturday, and of course, you, as usual, will have some statistics from the game. Yes, the stats from the game: Wigan Athletic versus Blackburn. Possession: forty-nine percent to the Latics and fifty-one percent to Blackburn. Attempts, Wigan managed 12, Blackburn 11. Both teams managed four attempts on target. Wigan committed 11 fouls, Blackburn 17. Both teams got three yellow cards, no reds, and the score, one each. For, for a change, it was all even, wasn't it? I've heard people say that we should have won. I've heard other people say that Blackburn should have won. 
So yeah. I thought oh I, I thought they were quite physical back then, quite a physical team. Yeah, and dirty set of yeah. Nick Niggles Walter. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lad up front. Yeah, push, shut. Chris Brown. Yeah. Play for Doncaster. Yeah, I mean that's what you want though, that's what I want us to be like, to be honest, while we're in the mire. But do you remember when we played Doncaster last season? He had a big burly centre forward who gave us a load of hassle. It was him. Yeah. It was him. Oh. But I thought Rizwell stood up well to him. That was only well, I, I missed last week and I wanted to have a rant about Ridgewell. Um, instead I was ranting about traffic on the M60 and Skulls. Well, that's a different story. But I, yeah, he did alright this week. He, was, uh, he looked comfortable. He was better than the centre, yeah. centre half, I thought. Like, he looked a lot more comfortable yeah. uh, playing in a four. Gareth, you was pulling your face a little bit though. Was he going to say something? Well, I agree with you about Brown. Uh, it was a cracking contest. In, in, you know, I like to see that sort of thing. But to be honest, I think James McLean always stepped the mark. Are we going to oh. talking about uh, McLean's challenge? Well, well, you mentioned it though. Right. right. Well, I was going to bring that up anyway. Um, what do we all think about it? So, Gareth, you think he's all set for mark? Yeah, I think he was very. I think he was riding the tight line. He could quite easily have been sent yes. off. Dan, mm. he said a yes. So, yeah. Adam, no. I've seen the Instagram that he put out. <laughs> His response. Gives, <laughs> gives. Give, sorry, Paul. Um, he, he he put on Instagram a picture, didn't he? Later on that that evening, said some people said this was out of our age. You can see from here, I never went near him, and uh, something else. Basically, it was like if you think I should have been sent off, you can do one, mm-hmm. kind of thing. He's well, got to be I, purpose, I was yeah. probably twenty yards away from that tackle. Didn't think I thought it was a booking at the time. It gives the ref a decision to make because he was sliding in. It's not a two-footed lunge, his studs are not really showing, it, it's le- just late, reckless, yellow card. Uh, but like I say, you can see why some was mourning a bit, because mm. it, 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 it it's just the pace he was going at, but it was and excessive force. So and I, and I think he was telegraphed as well, you could see him coming, yeah. and I think that makes, always makes it look a bit worse. And we've seen the stills, yeah. which yeah. looks, it, it backs that argument up. Ian, yeah, yeah, yellow for me. Um, bit of passion, um, which I don't mind seeing, and I think that's the way he plays. He's yeah. 100 miles an hour, and uh, you know that's what we want to see him getting stuck of in. Course. Yeah. And then uh, I mean that big burly fellow, uh, Grant Hamley. Uh, Hamley, is it Grant Hamley? Yeah, yeah. centre back. Yeah, yeah run across, and then feigned an injury to his head. That was ridiculous. And the linesman was giving the waggy finger, saying he never touched you, but he. He got a boot for it anyway, didn't he? So, he, did, uh, he did a similar thing last season. He did, yeah. Out of order. So they was trying to get trying to get McLean sent off, mm. which for me shows that they were worried about it. Yeah, they were worried. But well, they, they were at it down our end at first half as well. Yeah. Mm. I think so the fans were cheated. also putting pressure on him, weren't they? Yeah, but yeah. Sam Waggon got the ball. They were booing him, saying James McLean, James McLean, you're uh, James McLean, and it was Martin Waggon. Mistaken <laughs> <laughs> identity. I think it was always going to be a yellow, though, considering the p- political implications of it. And you've got Mike Jones, who's just been demoted from the Premier League. He doesn't want to ruffle too many point. feathers. Yeah, yeah. Send someone off. You could stay down languishing in the Championship for another couple of months, mm, potentially. He was absolutely shocking. He was yeah, he was once. Terrible. Terrible. Well, one yeah. of the, definitely yeah. one of the worst this yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, fouls. We committed a few more fouls this week. We don't usually commit so many fouls. Don't I don't know why that was though. Because 
because of the poor referee. <laughs> referee. Uh, we actually had four attempts on targets as well, which is a, a bit of a, a, an increase. Yeah. Of, of, forget of forget the numbers. I actually walked away thinking we might get ourselves out of this like, for the first time in a few weeks. Mm. Thinking, Ooh. yep, they found something there. I thought the goal was a good goal. Oh yeah, I was sat right behind it. Yeah, can I, I mean, I don't know who did the closing down, but they were closing him down. McLean again. Yeah, was I, but McLean, it, it wasn't as though they, he was left with acres no. of space. They were, they were, they were, he were gutted. He was banging the floor because yeah. he, he yeah. Yeah. managed yeah. to get the blocking. We were hanging back a bit though. Um, and then obviously McLean got the goal back. Uh, I've heard some people say he was offside. I, I couldn't tell which of the replay. I've it's impossible. I was going to ask Ian. I was asked him so steadily, and Ian does as well. What did you think about McLean's other chance, the header? I think he should have scored the, the one. He buried it all day long for me. Yeah. You know, he, he should have had two for me, McLean. But you know, you'd say this week in week out. He's not a natural finisher, is he? I know he's put him up there, but he's a left winger. Um, Twenty goal a season, man. I'm sure they'd have buried that. And I like James McLean, but yeah, should have been back as an extra. He's not striker, is it? I think we've established that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he's doing that bad of a job. Well, yeah. It's a stopgap, isn't it? That's what it is. It's a stopgap. I forgot his name though, I've not seen that much of him. Delore, Delore came on. He did well, and the DeLorean. Did you think? Caused a bit of problems. Did you think? Well, he kept charging on straight into a challenge, didn't he? Did you think? Yeah, yeah, he had a goal, you know. I didn't think so. I think after five minutes, yeah, it was a bit anonymous. But he was having a crack, you know. We've been banging on that we want to see these people for months, haven't we? Well, yeah. I thought, I thought Waggon made a massive difference, yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. in the first half. Waggon, Kvist, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Superb. Yeah. And he's heading as well. Can't throw into a Calls for optimism yeah. with them two yeah. back. Yeah. In the side, definitely. Well, uh, we, 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 we've got a question uh, off uh, Twitter, and somebody's asked us uh, somebody's asked us a question on Twitter. I don't know if I can uh, access it at the moment, so I'll have a go. Oh, yes I can. And it's about Christ, and he says, uh, do managers actually know their players? Uh, William Quist and his throw-ins, for example, because uh, he, Christ himself said that Mackay didn't know he had it in his locker until the Friday, about the long throw, because he's got a decent throw, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering... Well, uh, two months down the line, that's to me, someone's not right there. Is he, is he just coming out with a... A, a throwaway line for the sake of a press conference to give him something to talk about, or is he genuinely not know his players? Which is, which I don't know. I mean, if he genuinely has only found out the day before, that's as a manager, do you, do you get your players lined up and said, right, you can you can take a throw yeah, in the as well. If spot. you think about it, if there's a throw in terrain, centre midfielders are not going to take it. It's your fullbacks, isn't it? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. I guess whatever. Well, so he's probably well, not. If you're playing games in training, well, should, to be fair, he should know. I'm not saying that, but it's, right. not, it's not something he would have probably done in training, is it? Well, well maybe Kvist has only just learned about this himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't for Denmark. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, no, I, I would say in training, you, you'd pitch up, and even if you speak Danish, not English, you'd, you'd, you'd still be able to pick up ball. Me throw, me throw. He was known as the Danish Delar. Me, no, no. Delar. Oh, okay, sorry. 
Well, yeah, I, you did on it in training. He's been, you know, two months he's had. Good throw as well, though. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. yeah, there was a really good throw. problems. Yes. Caused some problems, put him under pressure. Yeah. It wasn't a thrower, it was the mopping up that he was doing for me. But like he said, he says, when, when, when they interviewed him after the game, I, I saw the interview where he gave him and he mentioned that, and he said, the thing with the throw-in is, it doesn't go in with any great pace, so what happens is, when even if the defender wins the header, there's no power there, to, and it's still in the mix, it and they can, can react yeah, on right. the second ball, which is a good point, really, something else. There was, there was a point, I think... The last used to be like a rocket, didn't it? Yeah, he used yeah. to throw it like a rocket, ball, and you'd get your head on it, it was away, but that's a little bit softer. There, there was a point, I think it was Chris, that was anticipated where a ball was, a second ball was going, and then made it is. I think it was Chris. And I, having pulled up Ben Watson for not doing that a couple of weeks ago, I was very pleased to see that happening in that middle of the middle of the pitch. If you take the centre circle and expand the centre circle by another sort of like halfway towards the uh, towards the penalty um, box, penalty box um, that area he was he was mopping all sorts up and just recycling it back in. You know, in the spells where we had control of the game, it was fantastic to see because we've not seen that for a while. His passage good too. Yeah. I thought some of his passing was good. I thought it was excellent, actually. I thought most of the team, there wasn't anything like the number of passes going astray on Saturday that have been in. I thought the second half was, the midfield was much better. Yeah. When, when Milona came on, he was giving Watson didn't have his best game, and, and I thought Farshaw was a touch anonymous myself, so I, I thought much better the second half. Two minutes Farshaw, didn't you, after the start of the game? Yeah, then. But he played him out wide, didn't he? Wide, he didn't see him. He had, met, he had a lot of misplaced passes for so mm. a couple of touches what went off and I think mm. Bradley saw so he was a right foot, left foot, wasn't it? He had yeah. a right shot and then he just knocked it over with yeah, his leg. But Malone came on, is it? And to say that Malone's been speculated we're, we're leaving and the Leicester move was up in the air, um, <coughs> which I don't think Malone was ever going to go to Leicester, were he? Reading between the lines. Chicago. Why yeah. did he travel? All oh, right. Okay. He was training all week. He'd, he'd not been down to Leicester. Did he not? No. Okay. We we made the point leaving that um, he's just spent twelve months in the states doing rehab, hasn't he? So yeah. he knows what the place is like. So that was either going to swing him one way or the other for that, and I think he'd probably be. And they want to make him one of the designated players, so he's on. He'll be one of the three that's on big books at Chicago as well. Designated right. players, that's well, they have three designated. Well, they can break, break they have a, uh, a salary cap, and you've got the three players that can, uh, they can designated players that can pay more than the salary ah, cap. Okay. Right. Oh, I see. So that's he'd not be, a on, bad idea. be on good money. Mm. You can't blame him, can you? 31, he's old, going on for 32. Uh, so, second half, second half was. Uh, you know, quite. He, he played quite good, Malone, didn't he? Considering he had all this hanging over his head. You know, he yeah. wasn't shying away from any challenges, and he, uh, he delivered a great free kick, didn't he, for, for uh, McLean? If you wonder what's going on here, this is like Gareth Rice's stuff there on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> rather rude. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't yeah, talk seems. about that, Gareth. Can't talk about that. Thinking pillars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, what is actually written down is something I got written down. Uh, Leon Barnett. Leon Barnett, a uh, terrible mistake. He made it, but he didn't half rectify himself, did he, Gareth? Did he I'll let you. you uh, did he ever talk about clearance? Talk about being in the right place at the right time. That's that's it. Just uh, well, awarded as a point. 
and cost us a. I think you got it right when you said errors. That passage of play was full of errors. It was kick mm. from goalkeeper to between our centre ours had not dealt with it. Burnett completely misreads it. I think Bridgewell throws himself on floor for some reason, and Jordan Rhodes. He has not scored, but he could hit, he, he could have scuffed it. He could have scuffed it with his left peg or with his head. It, it would have gone in. He's caught it sweet and hit it straight at him. It was a really poor finish. That I mean, there you go. Three mistakes. Three mistakes. Yeah. Good, good header. In about three seconds. Yeah. yeah. But a brilliant piece of defending in between. Now, on Saturday, I wasn't in my usual spot on the east end. And this will be the last thing we mentioned about Saturday, by the way. Um, I was over in the West End because I got, uh, I, was, I was hobnobbing, I had some prawn sandwiches. <laughs> but I didn't really, I didn't, we didn't eat prawn. We had certain fries. Yeah, certain fries. But I sat almost directly behind the Latics bench and uh, I'd never noticed this before. Uh, something I was really impressed with Mackay was his passion. He was kicking every single ball. He was in the fourth official's ear throughout the game. He was uh, challenging the assistant referee. He was having a go at the Blackburn bench. Absolutely just what you want to see, you know, from from your manager on the sideline. And uh, just before our time, I don't know if anybody noticed, when the McLean incident took place, Craig Short, who's one of the coaches at Blackburn, jumped up and uh, Graham Barra rushed towards him. Craig <laughs> Short's a Wigan lad, isn't he? Is he? I didn't know he was from yeah. Wigan. Craig. Well, I think he's from Goldburn. Where, so. Oh, that's he's yeah. not from Wigan, then, is he? Uh, <laughs> so there was like a clash of the Titans, and they had to be separated, and it was ready to Clash of the Pythons. Yeah. Hey, my money would have been on Barra. Well, oh, wow, we're going to that with John Carver a few years back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it, it was like that all over again, you know, but it was good to see. You know, being sat in the East Stand, it's not something that you pick up on. And no. uh, Malky Mackay was for it. he was turning around, he was asking all his coaches, he was talking to Eric Black, he was talking to to um, mm. Graham Barra, he was talking to his, his, his mate Ian. Kerslake. Kerslake, thanks Paul for that. He was speaking David. to him. Yeah. Continually talking to him, Mike Pollitt as well, he was speaking to Pollitt, asking his advice. It was brilliant to see. See, that's why I pay an extra five a Barry to sit in the, in the West Side. Oh, I got it for nothing, so then, you know. Oh, well, I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy watching Martinez and what he was doing, which was mostly nothing. He just stood there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Real down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't lose a few the other night talking to Martinez, didn't he? When he came out with that mouthful after Morales had taken that penalty. I haven't oh, seen it. I've seen that. Well, it was quite. Disc- I couldn't repeat what he was said on this uh, family podcast. Not really? He was. Yeah. yeah. That's unlike Martinez. He used a. a, a Saying in Spanish, he used a real Anglo-Saxon word. Would you say, Adam? I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he come out with all that rubbish about him having a slight hamstring mm-hmm. tweak afterwards, and that's why he didn't come back on the pitch. Do you know what happened? <laughs> uh, I've heard that Morales took the penalty. I missed it. But and Burns just scored fifteen sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the pressure's on Bobby as well, isn't there? A lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Uh, well. I think Europe can serve him. I think they'll do well in that composition. I think the slow sort of build up play suits them, and I think the results are reflected in that sort of thing. Right. right then, that's Blackburn. So I enjoyed the day, enjoyed the game. Mm. I was full of uh, 
full, full of the joys of an early spring after coming <laughs> off and it was just the point we got and it, it was uh, yeah anybody else feel that, that yeah, way I've never been so happy with the draw since Edgar Davids pulled out that Millwall ball <laughs> um. no, I, I, like I said earlier I think I, for me the signs that they're starting to find something that'll get them out and when Mackay turned up I thought he spent money at Cardiff and got them promoted but he's not going to have that money here he didn't spend that much money I don't think when he was at Watford but he galvanised him in the first season kicked on in the second when he was at Watford he had to make two and a half million and keep mm. them up that was his remit make two and a half million and keep us up so he did that so hopefully he, he could do something similar here if he does that this season he'll have done a good job well I think he's making two and a half million and keep turning all the lights off at the uh, that's another story anyway, we're not with them. What, around this house you mean? No, around the stadium. Yeah, plenty of room for optimism. I think yeah. After yeah. Saturday. Definitely. It's definitely a step in the right direction after some poor recent performance. But we've got we to keep that level up now, haven't we? This is it. We, it, it there was, don't get me wrong, there was still a lot of errors in there. I mean, we still didn't look convincing at the back for me. I think we got bullied a bit in the first half with Brown. I thought he played pretty well, but he, he won all the aerial battles but I thought we settled a bit more second half particularly midfield and I thought we started to dominate the game when Maloney came mm. if we can get uh, Wag on get him fully fit I think he's going to be a, a big influence for the running for the season I think he's looks like he'll form a decent sort of link up with McLean uh, Ridswell he looked pretty he looked okay I thought he did well Saturday. So mm. there is plenty of room for optimism in comparison with weeks gone by. I'll tell you, just one, one thing to pick up on. There was a point where it was reminiscent of, I think it was Fulham, where they were giving Barnet um, as much time as you like, so new ping a ball forward. Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, going nowhere. There was a point where he got the chance to distribute the ball from the back and just hoofed it or weathered it out. You just think. Oh, yeah, well, it's, it's a one thing for me. Think again, that will come. Anyway, let's leave Black Moon behind because we, we've got to move on and uh, look, look into the future. Look into the future, Adam. It's uh, we're coming. Calum at Manor. Calum Yeah. Linked with West Brom. Yeah. Linked with Bournemouth, I think. Bournemouth. So I think there's been two bids rejected so far, and I think one 3.5 and one 4.5. So it's it's a big question because Manor's been below par this season and whether we need the money rebuild get some players in that want to play for this club or take the risk and keep him see if he can get us out of it yeah, well, uh, we've only 12 days haven't we to, to, to exactly, go away yeah, so it could be a big loss or it could be a big gain depends what McCann how many games has he played this season to I know he's got he's got four goals he set it off very well but um about 15 15 yeah, games yeah. so I know he's just been he's come back from a band now so he'll be available on Saturday if we keep him it's all about whether what Mackay wants to do whether he wants to rebuild using the money or keep him uh, do you think he'd get the money though if uh, if, if we managed to, to get five and a half million he'd definitely get some of it because Whelan he likes to give some of the transfers money back does <laughs> it yeah so uh yeah. Does he give out back that for a lot? I don't think so. Difficult one to offer back, really, because you don't know. He spent a lot on the MacArthur money, he spent all of it. Like I think McManaman going might be a necessary sale this year. 
Just in terms of balancing yeah. the books. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I can I can see a number of outgoings this winter, uh, and not much much as they talk about freshening up the squad, not much coming in, which I think is why they're looking for answers from within. I'm not sure that they need the money, going off the amount they spent sort of deadline the uh, amount of wages extra what was paid because we've had was it four signings deadline. Uh, Spent, yeah, but spent a few bob. A lot's changed since deadline day. Well, not uh, uh, that, not not with the balance sheet, it hasn't. No, but not with, with the balance. That's well, yeah. that's what we're talking about, though, isn't it? It's we've we got room for a renew. Yeah, but squad was too big as it is. We've shed some off the words, Bill. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be. No, this year, maybe in the summer, we'll probably have sell because we're losing hmm. more parachute money. But we've got a lot of people at the contract who's on big money, so. Uh, hopefully, they've already done the reshaping of the club, so to speak, with or the rebuilding the summer. What's gone? You look at deadline day. Rosler had done a cracking job at the back end of last season. Almost took us up, took us to Wembley again, and it was all like, right, let's give him some money. He's not going to waste it. Off we go, and he's, he's picked up these four young lads. Well, a couple of young lads. Let's. They were aiming at, the, at getting promoted at that point. At which point you don't really worry too much about your balance sheet, even though the, the actual balance sheet hasn't changed. The future that you perceive coming to the direction that's going to go has massively. Yeah, well, they, I can't no, see we wouldn't have gambled on getting in Premier League. We would not have done that. Yeah, I don't think. Not on getting there, but you'd have maybe took more of a chance on the hope than been very prudent. If, if you're looking, you're staring relegation in the face. You have to be different to how you would be if you think that. Oh, if I just spend an extra half a million, I might might be the difference between staying down and going up. It's not. It's not so much throw all the money at it, and if we don't go up, we're knackered. But it's throw a bit more than you might on the hope that it'll take you in the right well, direction. If we, if we don't go, we might have to sell this. Well, we will have to well, sell. We will now. There'll be players who 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 not want us to drop into well, the league. We've got, oh, no, we've, we've got, got a lot. Well, we'll possibly we've got a lot. What's out of contracts, haven't we? Mm. Then we were under contract. Um, yeah. Boyce, Halabse, Ramis, Fortuna. He's been linked to Malone, Maloney, Fortuna, Nichols. Nichols, Aiden. Nichols is this a contract in summer? Hmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's a contract in summer. I like it to him. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's our new company. He did now, wrong when he came in, did he? Yeah. No, well, Salad was Yeah, that's yeah. one of the ones that you won at. Yeah, definitely. European experience? Yeah. So, uh, Adam, any, any other uh, things on the transfer horizon? Well, Fortuna's been linked with uh, Charlton and Ipswich. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Is this April Fool's Day? It's not. <laughs> Ipswich, do they need Fortune here? No. No. <laughs> uh, Charlton. McCarthy likes a, skeptical. Likes a big lad though, doesn't yeah. yeah. Is it Twitter talk? Is that all Twitter talk, you never know. Any incomings have we been linked with? Is that you've heard? Unfortunately, no. I mean, it's one. quite. Have you? Mm, can't say. Oh. Can we guess? Somebody from Derby. I'll probably get myself in a lot of trouble now over that one. You'll be editing it out, never mind getting yourself in trouble. Does his name begin with? Chris Martin? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> it's uh, one of the French players going there. Oh. Yeah. 
not it's not nailed on. It's just uh, it's just a little bit of uh, somebody's been he's been spotted. Let's shall we say he's been spotted. So uh, maybe he is coming. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I can't it's see him his name. No, it's, it's no. I could, Chris Martin will come here. No, <laughs> spotted. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the ones that we've not heard of. You know, oh. one of the fringe players. Anyway, so within the next 12 days we'll find out, won't find we, out. who's coming and who's going. Generally, I've got this, this strange feeling that Sean Malone is going to be off at the end of the month on a free to the MLS. On a free? A free. I think he will go on a free, yeah. But at the end of the month? At the end of this month, when the window shuts. How can he be on a free? Right. I think we'll let him go. For the wages? Just release him? Yeah, for the wages. Because Chicago are not going to pay any money for him. I don't know, but would you not think we'd rather have him here for the running? Yeah. Well, I yeah. would. I oh, would. Yeah. But if, if he's going to cost <laughs> half a million pounds between between now and June, and he's not he's not starting, is he? He's not playing the, a the full fundamental, game. The fundamental question there is, can these players that we have got without Sean Maloney... Take get, three kicks. ...and get us into a position in the table where we're not worried? Because I can't imagine that it makes much difference to your income if you finish. I have to think one from relegation. We're not going to get in a position where we're not worried. We'll be worried till the end of the season this year. Even if we stop up, I think it's, it'll go to the white. We're not going to pull pull away because yeah. we're not good so enough. In order to release Sean Maloney, just there you go, Sean. Off you go, Todd Loft. Thanks very it much. It might be financial though. It might it, there either has to be strong financial impetus or a belief that you can manage without him and stay up or a combination of the two leading to that decision if we're looking, if we're looking to, to, to take the push strings and we're, we're considering that it's a at this stage it's a distinct possibility that we could get relegated isn't it a yeah. distinct possibility yeah. Well, yeah. it's more than, than stopping up and if you're talking about saving half a million pounds then mm. I don't think Maloney's going to go Unless somebody comes in with big money, because Mackay has been keen on saying... He doesn't saying, want to go nowhere but America. That, I think that's pretty clear, that. Mackay has been keen on saying, we want to keep him to the end of the season. He said it at the forum. He said it again when he turned down the Leicester. But he's not, he's not playing him every week, though, has he? For all he wants to keep it. Depends it. whether or not you think he's going to be the difference. Or his contribution is going to help the team. Make the Impact sub. We're a better team with Sean Maloney in it than with the rest of it. Absolutely. Birmingham, it was anonymous. It was awful. It was awful. Was. It it was was awful. Too, so. I think it's or just a gamble. It's yeah. a gamble. Do you, put, do you cash in or do you, do you keep hold of him? Because when you go for free, you're cashing in, aren't you? Like we've done with Roger Espinosa. We've got his wages off the book. So, in effect, we're cashing in. If, they, if, he, if he's ripping his contract up, saying that, for but, enough, I'm not taking any loyalty payments or nothing, and I'll just leave. You look at Roger Espinosa, would his presence be the difference between staying up and going I, down? I don't think that even comes into it. Well, if, if the finances are that Cause he's influential... We've had it for the last six months and we're at bottom three adrift. Mm. With Sean Maloney in, in team, in squad. And the finances take precedence. If, if Sean Maloney's going to, got a big fat juicy contract waiting for him in June at Chicago, is he going to pull in his trap out 110% every week like we want him to, risking, risking injury when that contract that he's hoping to get might not occur 
And he's out of contract at the end of the season. It's and probably inevitable he's going to get injured if he plays yeah. between now and the season. Well, yeah. I think he's just that way inclined and he's yeah. made a glass these days. Yeah. I, th- I don't think he'll be here. February the 1st, I don't think he'll be here. I can see the reasons why he wouldn't. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's only my opinion. Keep, it's not, you know, why you try and keep him? Just yeah. trying to read everything and uh, you know coming up with a lot more. But I, I think so. whether or not you apply that the, the logic that I've suggested opposite in terms of keeping him being the difference to Sean Maloney, I think I think I agree with you that it, the finance will drive three or four players out before the end of the window. Well, James Sabourin has got nice since since we last sat on his table. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was yeah, a bit yeah. of a shock, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I think it's because of Boyce going back though. Probably have Probably. Luke in him. Probably because of Boyce. Emerson yeah. Boyce back in, he didn't feel he'd get enough games. Emerson Boyce? Coming back I can't team. see Boyce going back in team. No, well, as a backup player more than anything. I think Ramis is out for a month though, isn't he now? So it could be a bit short well, on the back. Oh, Adam's not mentioned though about Ramis, he's been linked anti to Real Betis, it's all over the uh, Spanish, Spanish press. press yeah. Levante as well, yeah. Luke and Atty. They're willing to pay a million euros for him, so... These, these rumours have been going on for over a year, though, I they? saw Ramis on Saturday, he weren't limping. He was asking... He came little. off, though, didn't he? Birmingham, he came off, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, Well, I think he, he was his pride, though, didn't he? He got clattered, didn't he, when they, when they scored? I so. think he was his pride. Well, he said a contract anyway, so... Yeah. 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 Right, anyway, um, big, game, big game on Saturday. The Terriers are in town. Now, we've got... Um, Right, so uh, we've got a Huddersfield um, fan willing to talk to us this evening, so I'm just going to ring him, see if we can get hold of him. His name's Andrew, Andrew Bullock. Can't run line work. So, uh, use it. Yeah, there we go. Hello, Andrew. Hello, is that Barry? Oh, did you guess? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that's it, lucky, it was a uh, lucky, lucky guess, you see. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing, Andrew? Yeah, not too bad, right, yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, that's not uh, a Yorkshire accent you've got there. Well, that's why right, that's right. I texted you, so, uh, my mum's from Holmes, so I've been uh, West Yorkshire and Huddersfield, so that's why I support Huddersfield, uh, but I was born in London. <laughs> Well, somebody had to be. I live in London, yeah. I've <laughs> got a season ticket for Huddersfield, so... Really? So you travel up every other week? Right, okay, yeah, I went, I think on Saturday, I went to the Watford game, which is good. Right. Uh, right, we've got, yeah. uh, you're joining us on the podcast this week, because obviously um, you're in town on Saturday. Um, yeah. We've got seven people around the table, so we're all going to... We're chipping in here and there, and we'd just like to ask you a few questions about uh, about the terriers, if you don't mind. Yeah, no worries at all. So, first thing I'd like to ask you: How's Chris Powell doing? Uh, I'd say not too bad at the minute. Uh, he had a good start when he came in. Then we seem to dip a little bit. We went a few matches without a without a, without a win. Uh, I think it's hard to judge him at the moment. We got Grant Holt on loan from you guys. Did well initially, and then he dipped. Uh, obviously, wishing a speedy recovery. I think it's too early to judge. We just signed a player called David Edgar from Birmingham on loan, and rumours of strikers coming in, maybe Lafondra from Cardiff. But I think at the moment, until he's brought in his own players, it's hard to judge. But I'd say so far, so good. Yeah, I, w- I was going to ask you about Grant Holt. Obviously, started off, and all the uh, other school fans were, were, were quite taken by him, but. 
you know, if he's done his if he's done his ligaments, his his uh, form is bound to dip a little bit. Yeah, I think I think the first because he was hungry to play when we first got him. Oh, he's always hungry, Grant Salt. <laughs> 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 first sort of few matches, he sort of endeared himself to us because he's worked hard for the team. You know, holds the ball. He got a couple of good goals. Uh, but when he when he sort of was Rupert McCann came in, said he was going to take him back, I think his form dipped. Uh, and personally, I probably wouldn't have had him back because he's, he's he dipped a little bit. I think he's. So do you know how Holt picked up the injury? Did they trip over the couch? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I wasn't at the game at Rotherham. It was just after half time, I think, and he sort of went across it and then he sort of yeah I think he might have an audience of science from what people have said and he tried to carry on I think which is probably the the the, 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 the silly because I don't know if he's made it any worse I think he tried to carry on for a few minutes and then they sort of hauled him off and you know he was saying in the press he's looking forward to proving you guys at Wigan that he can do a job and uh Sort of came out of the blue, really. Yeah, I think the thing, uh, Andrew, with a, an ACL, which is what he got, sometimes it just feels like a bit of a tweak. Um, it, yeah. It's not like a, a snap leg or anything, or if one of the uh, other ligaments go, that can be quite painful. Uh, so, but like you say, you, you can end up doing more damage by carrying on. Um, and at his age now, he's 33, he's going to be out for a year. So we're sort of looking at 34 going on 35 when he's coming back, unless we're in League One, which we might be. Uh, I can't really see him coming back for us. No, I think I think the problem is that I don't know what wages he's on. Room is that he's probably out of our price range, so I don't think he's ever going to sign for us permanent. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for him coming back, you know, after that. But hopefully, he can mm. can do it. I think he's out of our price range as well, isn't he? You just took the words out of my mouth there, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Naki Wells, how's Naki Wells doing? Right, good. You mentioned there about James Vaughan being injured, so he, he's not going to be playing on Saturday, is he? Oh, very. I'd, uh, I'd say, I'd say not. Uh, got a high foot on Saturday, and uh, looks looking on the, the internet the clip. He looked very, very poor going off. He looked all over the shot, but so he's got a fractured eye socket and fractured cheekbone. And uh, Chris Powell's been quite safe saying if he comes back before the end of the season, you'll be pleased. So, Grief. so you can fairly. It's good for you because he just started to hit a bit of form, you know. Him and Wells played well the last couple of games, but it's safe to say that you haven't seen him on Saturday. You've a fractured eye socket. Has it been boxing? No, well, the, blo the bloke on loan from uh, Chelsea, Callas, kicked him. I think he oh. down and he sort of high foot, high foot straight in the uh, in the mush. So uh, yeah, it's a big blow for us. You've just got him back fit. 
and it's funny that he got in uh, the season against Middlesbrough and then he's out for eight weeks so uh, I think we should not play him against Middlesbrough going forward well they might go up but seems to be a bit bad luck he's just a great player but we just can't get him fit for long enough um, the last few times we've met have been close games haven't they apart from when we were beating the FA Cup do you remember the season we went on to win it have we mentioned this yeah, to you that's it. That's do you remember that, that? <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know about it. It just depends how much West Bromer will put their offer up to and whether uh, the MLS side Chicago Fire will offer a bit of cash for Sean Maloney. So that's what. Yeah, because my, my dad's got links to Scotland, so I tend to watch all the Scotland games, and I like the look of Maloney. So uh, if he was uh, to depart on a weekend, I certainly wouldn't be too upset with that. Well, he's not been starting so much. He's uh, been using him as a substitute. I don't know what's been going on, really. Um, we want a million. Yeah, well, we don't pay. We don't. We're not paying that for anyone. I don't think at the minute it's all loans. So uh, if there's a loan deal to be had, we'll be interested. But if not, probably not. Right. What what sort of formation can we expect to see then? I know you mentioned about the fact that uh, Powell likes his three up front or one and two wingers, as you put it. Six goals, hasn't he, Bun? Sorry, what's his name? Harry Bun? I say he scored, Sorry. He scored six goals. Scored six goals for you, hasn't he? Yeah, he sort of, his dad manages the uh, development side. Uh, he sort of come out of nowhere, really. Mark Lillis, the academy guy, gave him a, when he was in charge when Robbins departed, gave him a chance at Reading and he scored. And then he played a few games and scored a few more goals and he's a bit of a handful. And uh, he's been a bit of a fine for us and we've got him on contract as well, so... Right. Good, good. And have you missed uh, have you missed Adam Clayton this season? Uh he's a good player, Clayton. I was younger when he sort of secured the safety last year with a cracking goal. I think I think with him he was always gonna go I don't think he was gonna sign a new contract and he said he wants to play in the premiership and he thinks Middlesbrough can do that for him. You know, he's a good player, I'd still love to have him at town, but Jacob Butterfield's come in, uh Right, good stuff, good stuff. Anyway, Andrew, 
before before we say good night, uh, yeah. what's your prediction for Saturday? Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, it's, a, it's a matter that you guys have done the bottom. I still think you'll be alright. It's a must win for us, really. But it's also a must lose because I want to keep it going ahead of you. So I'll I'll say it. Uh, be one goal in it, and I'll say it two one to Huddersfield. <laughs> Don't be saying that. Don't be saying uh, that. We need them points. It might be a bit better if we, if we beat you, then you can uh, you can turn them two other teams over for us. <laughs> that'd, yes. be, that'd be more uh, what we're looking for. Uh, it would be a bit risky. I'd rather get some points and, uh, and uh, keep you guys in the in the mind so to speak. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Uh, right, well, uh, all the best, all the best for the season after Saturday. Anyway, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you guys can turn it around I'm sure you'll be alright with the, the players you've got you know your team looks, looks good I'm surprised you where you are really yeah not a, not a surprise with <laughs> us <laughs> we'd all tipped uh, we'd all tipped ourselves for promotion at the start of the season but there you go well I thought you'd be top six easy yeah. uh, you know like could easily have been top two of the players you've got but uh, Right, anyway. Um all the best all the best to the series as well for the rest of the season. Thanks very much, thanks. Thanks, Cheers. Alright, see you Andrew. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 So seems quite optimistic, doesn't it? That he's uh gonna do a job on us. Two one did he say? Yeah. I can't see that mate. I think it's a dull game. A dull game. I think I think if you get more of what you got this Saturday you can See us hopefully getting our first home win since August. Have you seen us win yet this season? I have. The day we won, the last time we won at home was the day I came back from my summer holidays from Florida. I came back, I landed in Glasgow at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, drove straight down, straight to football. And Birmingham? Pasted Birmingham. I thought, I I thought you'd missed that one. No, no. I, I came no. back from the from the sunshine to see that one and I thought it's still sunny everything's nice and sunny in Wigan while I've been away and then since then it's been dull and overcast <laughs> you need to go back on holiday Paul <laughs> well I was thinking that you've been so if you any, went back didn't if, you if anybody wants to uh, subsidise me I'll probably go back <laughs> again don't need to his kickstart <laughs> right so we've got other school in town what used the form been Gareth the form of late has been, well, a mixed bag to say the least, I would say. The last six games, they've lost three, drawn one with Rotherham, at Rotherham, but they've beaten Bolton and they've beaten Watford, so you've got to say that they're two good results, really. They lost 5-0 against Norwich, they lost 1-0 against Birmingham, drew with Rotherham to a piece, the two I mentioned, beating Bolton and beating Watford and then they lost most recently 2-0 at Middlesbrough right, so what's their away form been like? Is, is their away form not so clever? they lost at uh, uh, Norwich 5-0 didn't they? they that was away yeah at Rotherham they'd drawn and at Middlesbrough they also lost to them so their away form well, yeah, Middlesbrough have been a bit handy side haven't they so mm. that's not a big surprise uh, top goal scorer Naki oh. Wells, yeah. Naki Wells, eleven goals, and Harry Bunn has chipped in with six. Harry Bunn, so it. yeah, chip Bunn. <laughs> a chip Bam, I believe. Chip Bam. 
So, uh, just pass us that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he's waving at you to give him the agenda back, right. you're supposed to be alert. Right, so we've got uh, Othersfield Town on Saturday. We've met them 27 times over the years, and we've 12 wins to their 8 wins, and we've got 7 draws. So we'll just share it slightly. Last meeting was back in September, nil apiece. Remember that? Oh. Yeah, and did the old Started that game. Started that game. That was the game after the Blackburn game, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember those yeah. days when no, we used James to draw. got battered at Blackburn. First time Rosalind didn't make any changes, manager. Yeah. It was like watching crab football that night. Crab football? Side to side to side. That's a brilliant analogy. There was a uh, man on a chance, weren't there, where he went round the keeper, went round <laughs> oh, him again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ten men. yeah. He, uh, Wrong decision. Uh, referee is the one and only Steve Martin. Cheaper by the dozen, I believe, uh, from Staffordshire. This this season, he's got 21 games under his belt. He's issued 63 yellow cards, roughly three a game, well, exactly three a game, and two reds. Uh, he refed us twice last season. The only times he's ever done us. Uh, they were both nil nils. Cheltenham away and Birmingham at all. So chances of a nil nil on Saturday then. He, uh, if, you, if you remember his performance last year, he sent off Jesse Lingard in the home game yeah, against Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's the guy who we've got. Uh, Gareth, what do you think about Saturday then? After last week. Trying to be positive because I thought certainly with William Cavist at the helm, I thought we were much better set up. Um, as we've just said, the form's a little bit in and out. I'm hoping we can pick a win up. I really hope we can pick a win up. Sorry, going for a win. Yes, 2 0. Uh, Adam? I think it's a crucial, it'll be a crucial victory if we get it. A lot of positives from last week. Play the same team, maybe bring in Hughes, get him a start. I think we'll grab a win, 1 0. So same team as we start with, same team as we finish with. Because he said, hopefully play the same team and we'll bring in Hughes. Yeah, Hughes for Watson. Play 11 and play 12. Play 12. Oh, yeah, we Would you start with Milone? Eh? No. No, okay. I don't think he'll be here. Right. Paul? I'd like to see more of the same attitude and performance and convert it to three points. Nick and Arrow win. 3-2. Well, see the thing is, is that we have this thing in the stand there, us, when we assess how cold it is, we've got the wind chill factor and the shit football factor, and if the game's crap, it's even colder than if it's windy, so we're hoping it's, I'm hoping it's going to be a good game to keep us warm. Rob? A lot more optimistic this week, I don't know why, maybe there was something I saw in that Blackburn game, I thought. I'm hoping to see Wagner on to complete 90 minutes. Uh, Christ again to start. I'd like to see Hughes get a start as well after his substitute appearance. I think that freshens things up. Huddersfield, poor form. I don't know, I think we're going to win. It's the first time I've said that in about three months. Yeah. <laughs> I've surprised myself. Uh, and I think we'll win 2 0. I think I just saw a pig flying over there. <laughs> <laughs> Ian? I'm going to go the same, 2-0, uh, I'm, I'm confident, I saw enough in the second half when we changed the mid, I thought the first half of midfield was a bit, a bit pedestrian, I thought it passed us by, but I thought when Hughes came on, and Malone, if he's still here, and I think McManaman's back, isn't he, if, if he he's is, still yeah, here, yeah. so I think if you change the midfield around a little bit, I'm going to go 2-0. Mm. 
Well, I've got to be careful what I say here because every time I've said this so far this season, we've gone on a bad run. But I can start to see some stuff coming through that makes me think that, yeah, we might just be able to do it. So, I'm going to be positive and say we're going to win 2-1. Oh, 2-1. Well, I think uh, it was very positive on Saturday. I agree. I, know. I was really buzzing. Um, and I think we're going to get a draw, nil apiece. I think that's the way it's going, going to go this week. I don't think all other skill are that good at the side. And, uh, yeah. I think the thing with Saturday is you walked off thinking, I'm glad I went. Not, yeah, I not enjoyed thinking, it. Oh, bloody hell, why yeah. did I put up with that for 90 minutes? Yeah, very, very yeah. enjoyable. That's what you go for, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If you can see your team for a performance, and you, you, you know, that's half the battle, isn't it? Yeah. So, anybody got any last things you'd like to talk about before well, we wrap it up? Do you want a quick quiz question? Or? Well, Paul. Right, okay. Um, whilst I was looking at something else on the internet, I stumbled across the Castrol Edge performance of the month award now this according to the wikipedia page this ran from the start of 2009 and i can't find any details of it there was nothing on the wikipedia page for last season or this season so far and, and what this was was I'll, I'll read it out castrol awards every month an edge performance of the month title for a player who gets the most performance performance points in a match during that month also, after every season, the top performing player in the rankings is announced. So, for instance, the first time they gave it out, they gave it to Didier Drogba in October 2009 for his performance in Chelsea's game against Bolton Wanderers. And when they take into account all the games in the top leagues in Europe and the Champions League games, that was considered to be the standout performance by a single player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which Latics player has won that award? Chelsea Zogbia. No. No. That's a good question. Ali Al Absi. No. Gomez. Gomez. Against Reddy. That was considered to be the best single performance by a player in Europe for that month. You you look at this and the winners like Drogba, Defoe, Owen, Rooney, Ronaldo. Well we know he's up there with him. We know. We know. I saw him he was on Twitter with some new boots this week. And it uh, he, he, and he's, he stood there with his new boots and he's got this little hashtag comment underneath and he's, he's pausing uh, with a straight face and he's had nothing but snarly comments from Sunderland fans underneath yeah. and some Wigan fans as well I must admit and so one of them was will they make you go any quicker you know some of them were quite funny if I'm being honest but why did he ever leave he was loved here by us wasn't he Gareth me and Gareth loved him. Oh, me yeah, too. Me and Gareth had some pillow talk with him. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, see, I see him getting some vlog. Uh, Did you see it? Yeah? Not that. No. Uh, again, what what was on other Sunday? He got absolutely ruined. Is this the top scorer though? Is it Newcastle Sunderland? No, the game after. He's the second top scorer at, at Sunderland. Was that a second top scorer? He was second top scorer here every season for the last few seasons. Yeah, it was brilliant. Anyway, it was a good uh, little quiz, that Paul. Yanni mm. Gomez. Nice one. Mm. On that note, memories, uh, sweet memories, aren't there? Yanni Gomez. Wish he was back. Wish he was back. Him and Jan Joseph. Joseph Doesn't he play for? Of course, he's young. What about left wing? Colo, Colo, in it. Yeah. Chile. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah, let's go. See you later.
Good night from me. Good night from him. Sinking for you. This pillow talk don't wake me up. My dream is done. I'm still in love. I know your fear. Just lying here. I think I'll leave. Please don't, my dear. This pillow talk will wake me up no matter what I'm dreaming. When you leave, I'm lying. I'm lying when you leave. I'm lying for you, and I know it hurts you. Nothing else I can do. You won't let me, though I want. Still in love. I know 
your fears. Just like